Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. I'm speaking on the subject I simply call progress. 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 Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, progress. God has called us or created us to make progress. God is himself a God of progress. He has wired us for progress in life. It is normal or expected for us to make progress. Human beings, cars, businesses, organizations, countries are expected to make progress. In fact, when you retrogress or you go backwards in life, it is not normal. When a car is moving forward, it is normal. When the driver is about to move in reverse, it's an exception. And that is why when you go for a driving test, they test you for how to drive in reverse gear because that is the exception. It is expected at least going forward, you should know. The design of our human anatomy is wired to walk forward. Walking backwards is not normal. Progress is normal and expected. The word progress can be a noun or a verb. When we say progress, we mean forward or onward movement towards a destination. If I set out to walk from here towards Kwame Nkrumah Circle and I cover 100 meters, I cover 200 meters, or I cover one kilometer, I am making progress. Now, when progress is used as a verb, it's an action word or a doing word. And so it's called progress. And that is to advance or develop towards a better, more advanced, or more complete state. And so if I have an objective, something beautiful I want to do, the whole thing may not come out at once. But when I start and I move consistently closer to that overall objective, you can tell me that I am making progress Simply, you can instruct something to also progress, to advance, or to move towards a better, more complete state. Both definitions work for our purposes today. Now, when you take a phone, a tablet, and you take version, or a software, version 5.0, one assumes that it's an enhanced version of the version 4.0 because with everything that is done, it's assumed that the recent or the latest version is a progression from the previous one. Progress is also scriptural. You read several accounts of progress in the lives of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Paul, Christ in the pursuit of the assignments. In fact, the creation story itself is a story of progression from one day to another and from one activity to another. And that is a reflection of God's progressive work. A few months ago, Comfort and I were traveling back home and we're waiting at an airport to board a plane. And as we sat on the balcony, there was a glass wall separating us from a number of planes that were parked on the tarmac. Along the line, one particular plane caught my attention because it was apparently getting ready for flight. And as I watched the preparation process, the plane looked so huge, I was asking myself, can this plane sitting there lift off the ground? And so I began to engage in all kinds of fantasy calculations about the weight of the plane. I wasn't too sure, but I said at least it looks like a plane that will take about 200 passengers. 
And so I said, listen, the average person, probably you're talking about people who are 80 kilos, 90 kilos, 100 kilos, but let me give a conservative estimate. If 200 passengers weigh 50 kilos, which is very light, then you have about 10,000 kilos on board of human weight. Then I said, people travel with luggage, especially if they're from Ghana. (laughs) And they have two bags of luggage with about 23 kilos, making it about 46 kilos. But let me assume that they traveled light. So if they had 30 kilos each for 200 people, that's another 6,000 kilos. And I asked myself, but the plane itself without any luggage is very, very heavy. But that one, I didn't know the weight. And I also knew that we will fill it with fuel. And the plane takes quite a significant amount of fuel. And so in order not to confuse myself and make mistakes, I pulled out my tablet and I could see that the plane was a Boeing. So I just checked a few statistics about the Boeing. And I found that the 737 carries almost 200 passengers. So I was right on that. And guess what? The aircraft weight alone without passengers was 42,000 kilos and the maximum takeoff weight with the passengers and fuel added was 75,000 kilograms I said wow then I moved on to the 747 which is the giant one the the story building and it carries between 400 and 500 passengers and the maximum takeoff weight of that plane is 442,000 kilos unbelievable over 400 tons lifting off the ground and so as i pondered over all these details the final clearance was given and the aircraft moved into position and gradually began to taxi and then it picked up speed and at a particular point it just lifted into the air now as i continued staring at the clouds like the apostles did when Jesus was taken away, I began to ask myself, where was it going? Who was on the plane? Who was the pilot? How fast was it traveling? Where had it reached at every point in time? When would it arrive? Now, the whole experience in those few minutes brought to my mind a few scriptural laws that govern our own progress in life. And let me submit to you that you are like an aeroplane. Your life is like an aeroplane. And you are the pilot. And so let's look at eight very critical laws of progress. And you will find them very relevant wherever you find yourself in life. Eight laws of progress. The first law I would like to share with you is the law of potential. Let's all say potential. One more time, say potential. Now, potential refers to your latent or hidden ability. What you have the capacity to become your latent or hidden qualities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. Every one of us has the capacity to become something. Everyone has some potential that God has invested in you. When it is fully realized, it becomes something beautiful, something powerful. But you know potential is potential. It means it can be. Something must happen for that potential to become fully realized. You may have the potential to do something. You may have been educated, exposed, mentored, given the best opportunities. But if you don't move, nothing will happen. God may have given you a talent, a gift, an ability that is supposed to turn the world around. But if you don't move, nothing would happen. Sitting on the tarmac that day were other planes that did not fly. Not because they were not meant to fly. They had the potential, but either 
they were faulty. Their airline was bankrupt and therefore the plane had been seized or the plane was old or damaged. Many of us have talent, potential to fly like the eagle and do great things, but we are packed on the tarmac of life. Sometimes we argue that nobody gives us a chance. Nobody is giving me what I need. Nobody is helping me or nobody is supporting me. As long as you sit on the tarmac, you are like a plane without flight. Arise. The second law I would like to share with you is the law of alignment. Alignment. Now, the purpose, the direction, the flight path of an aeroplane is not determined by the pilot. The pilot sits behind the controls all right, but he or she does not even determine what the plane will be used for. Apart from the use as a commercial plane, a plane can be used as a chartered flight, a tourist line, an ambulance. A plane has several uses. It's not the pilot who determines what the plane will be used for. That decision is taken by somebody else in higher authority. Similarly, the itinerary of the aeroplane is not determined by the pilot. Someone else determines where the plane will fly from and where the plane is flying to. So even though the pilot looks like he or she is in control, there is a higher authority. Tell somebody a higher authority. Now, I came to submit to somebody that you can go out and come in, you can ride the plane of your life around town, but there is a higher authority in control. And it is important to align yourself with the purpose of God, with the mandate of God, with the assignment that God has given to you. Without that, you sit behind the controls, but your life lacks direction. Without alignment to God's purpose, you can move many other plans in a man's heart, but the counsel, the purpose, the mandate of God, that is what will stand. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4, God clearly brings our hearts and minds to the fact that we walk this world not by our own mandate. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Friends, God knows you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. That means set you apart. And I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Let me submit to you that progress in life starts with an understanding and an alignment with God's unique purpose for your life. If you've never prayed that prayer, come before God and ask him to open your eyes and give you a revelation about who you really are. When you understand who God made you, you don't envy anyone. When you understand where you are going in life, you don't compare yourself to anyone or feel disadvantaged because you know that all that you require for life, God has given it to you. Hallelujah. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, he sheds his glory on our way. That means that when we allow him to set the purpose, the agenda, and we walk with him in obedience, we will get there. Now, when the pilot, against instruction, diverts the aircraft, or when somebody forcefully enters the pilot's cabin and moves the aircraft off the stipulated path, it's called what? Hijacking. Is it possible that some of us, in contravention to the rules of Christ and the rules of God and the purpose of God, have hijacked our own lives? Is it possible that some of us have allowed other people to set an agenda for us that runs contrary to the eternal purpose of God for our lives? Let's examine how aligned, how aligned are we with God? Are we moving with him towards the destination that he has set for us? Or have we set our own agenda that we are pursuing? Ask the Spirit of God to help you to align 
with God's purpose. Hallelujah. Let's all say potential. Let's all say alignment. The third law is the law of preparation. Preparation. If you will make progress in life, you must understand preparation. Success is not accidental. You will not meet any expert who says, I woke up and all of a sudden I was an expert in my field. I can't even believe it. Listen, it does not happen that way. Preparation is more difficult than performance. Preparation is detailed, thorough, and all-encompassing. The preparation for every flight starts several months before the plane takes off. Even before the previous flight ever took off, somebody had booked a year before where the plane would transit how much fuel it will need, who will supply the food, who will sit in first class, business class, and then the rest. How much luggage the plane can carry, how much should be given to each passenger is all planned. The weather forecast is something we should know. And then which part is the high season of the airline, which part is the low season, high season, the prices go up, low season. There is a lot of planning. So you just see the plane going, but there is a lot that has happened in the background. Similarly, as you build your business, as you build your life, as you pursue your dream, we don't just stand up and then start going. There is a lot of preparation that takes place. How prepared are you for your dream? How prepared are you for the thing that God has called you to do? Do you understand what is required to run? If we run without preparation, we will falter. One of the things that amazed me was that while I was admiring the aircraft that I thought was too big to fly and too heavy to take off, they were adding more luggage. I thought the thing was too big to fly, but they were adding more luggage to it. And people were boarding. And then more people were boarding. Now, something struck me that the law of life is such that for everything great you want to do, John 12, 24, unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Everything that is correct, it goes down a little before it climbs up. That's the correct sign. It goes down like this, and then it goes all the way up. Sometimes when you are starting a venture, it would mean laying some foundation. And laying the foundation means you will go down before you start coming up. In fact, after going down for a while, you come back to the same place where you were. And to anyone observing, it's as if you have not made progress but you are digging underneath. The law of the iceberg says 90% of the strength and the volume of the iceberg is underwater. It's only 10% that you see above the water. And so if you look at what you see above the water, it will deceive you. Truly great people build hidden capacity. That is why a small iceberg brought down the Titanic. There was more weight, more strength underneath. And so when you set out to do something great, sometimes it will look look as if initially you are going down or you are going backwards, but you are building capacity. You are laying a foundation. It may not be visible. Others may not appreciate it. But when you start going up, they will say, where did you come from? All along, you were digging and you were laying a foundation. Somebody be encouraged. Somebody be encouraged that what you have begun that seems to be struggling. Oh, you are only laying a foundation. When it starts rising, it will be beautiful. When it starts rising, it will be glorious. When it starts lifting, people will say, how did you do it? You say, the grace of God was always with me. Hallelujah. Unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it will resurrect. 
every dream of yours that you are building, that you are laying a foundation, and after a while, it looks lost, it looks lost in transit. I came from God to tell somebody that dream will resurrect and that dream will lift off the ground in Jesus' name. May the strength of God come to somebody to lift you above the ground. May the grace of God be released upon somebody, something in your hands that looks like it is dying. May it lift off the ground by the strength of Jehovah God in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your dream will not die. Your ambitions will not die. Your dream will not die. Your ambition will not die. In the mighty name of Jesus, strength will come, grace will come, ability will come, fulfillment will come to you. In Jesus' mighty name, just put your hands together and give God a praise. The fourth law is the law of interconnectedness. 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 It's also called the law of synergy. Everybody needs somebody. Interconnectedness is about collective aspirations or shared dreams. At the same time you are dreaming about something, somebody too is dreaming their own dream and God knows that your two dreams are connected. You see, Mary was believing God Elizabeth was believing God for different things, but God was working something in the lives of the two of them that would ultimately connect, and God knew, but they didn't know. There are people that God would bring your way for specific reasons, and you must recognize those people and allow God to use them to bring value into your life. Hallelujah. None of us is an island. No matter how enabled and powerful you are, you will not achieve your dreams alone. Everyone on the plane had their plans. Some planned a year ago to travel. That plane I was looking at, some planned just that morning and bought a last minute ticket. Some were on the plane to go and bury a loved one. Some were tourists on the plane and some were on their honeymoon and yet they were on the same plane. Now, some were traveling on business class, some were traveling on regular, but they were on the same plane. Life is such that your plans and your focus in life are inextricably linked with other people. When the Bible said in Genesis 2:18 that, and the Lord said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. I know the primary use of that scripture is about marriage. But I also believe that it's also about synergy. The word comparable talks about partnership. A partnership for strength. A partnership for mutual satisfaction and fulfillment. It is not good to travel the journey of life alone. Do you know that if one passenger had gone to charter the whole airline because nobody else was traveling, that person, if they were paying $2,000 per ticket and there were 400 seats, that individual would have had to pay probably how many? 800,000 just to travel from one end to another. The only reason you can pay 2,000 is because 399 other people whose dreams and aspirations are connected with yours are moving in the same direction. You need somebody. Oh, I said you need somebody. I want us to understand that our lives are interconnected with other people. God called Moses to take Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. That was his assignment. But in pursuing that assignment, his life connected with his father Amram, his mother Jochebed, his sister Miriam, he connected with Pharaoh's daughter, he connected with Pharaoh himself, with Jethro, with his brother Aaron, with his wife Zipporah, with Joshua, with Caleb. Ten different people with ten different assignments, but each of them, their assignment was connected to Moses. So for him to get to his destination, he needed them. 
But guess what? They also needed him to get to their destination in life. The pilot needs the air hostess. He needs the ground staff. He needs the catering people. In fact, he needs even the guy with the signal, the, the signal who just points, come and park the plane here. He needs you. Turn to somebody, look at the person, I tell the person, I need you. Tell the person, I can't make it without you. Hallelujah. I want to bring to your attention the fact that there are people God has planted as a blessing in your life. And if you don't appreciate them, you can abuse anything you don't understand or appreciate. You can take for granted the thing that God gave you as your greatest asset or your greatest ally. The fifth law of progress is the law of momentum. Momentum. Momentum refers to the impetus or the driving force gained by the movement of an object or the development of a process. The driving force gained by the movement of an object or the development of a process. A few years ago, Dr. Otabo was speaking about momentum in a conference and he gave what I think is the perfect description of momentum. He said, when we were children, you will sometimes try to move a tire. And the tire is so big, articulated tire, that you can't move it as a child. Meanwhile, you want to move it. And so, it's always a struggle putting a stick there, trying to check it and adjust it and do something just for the tire to even stand. But he made a very classic point. If you get help or you use a lot of force and the thing takes off gradually and manages to roll once or twice, it gains momentum from within and begins to move by itself to a point where you can literally with your finger be moving the tie. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but the beginnings of every project, the beginnings of every dream require a lot of force. When the plane is taking off, it starts with small beginnings. And so, don't despise small beginnings. In the book of Job 8 verse 7, it says, though your beginning be small, your latter end will greatly increase. And so when you watch the plane start, you will assume that this plane, how can it fly? It starts about five kilometers per hour, just like a bicycle. But as it goes, it begins to gain momentum. It begins to gain strength. And it begins to gain strength to a point where it just lifts off and beyond some point, it's in what they call cruise control. At that point, it's going very fast, but effortlessly. Cruise control. That's when the pilot begins to speak slangs and drink coffee. At that point, with very little effort, your business is moving, your life is moving, your projects are moving, your dream is moving. But you won't find the pilot drinking coffee when the plane is taxiing to take off. He's checking with control tower. He's checking with this. He wants to be sure he's on course. There is a season and a time for everything. When it gets to the place where you are cruising, life is great. You say, wow. People say you are blessed. You are fortunate. Everything is working for you, but they don't know. Tell somebody they, they don't know. <laughs> oh, tell the next person they don't know. You know, you, know, you know, I can't encourage somebody because the beginnings of everything can be very frustrating. And if you don't have a witness in your spirit that this dream came from God, this vision came from God, you will look at the little progress and say, this thing is going nowhere, and you will abandon it. May somebody revive your interest in that dream. May somebody hold on to that which God gave you and believe that it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Momentum, when it picks up and it starts moving, effortless. You just come use your finger and the tire will move. 
because God has blessed the work. The work has grown. The work is increasing. And at that point, it's all smiles. But at seed time, it's a struggle and it's a fight. And you will win this battle. Hallelujah. The sixth law is the law of timing. Timing. If there is one law you must appreciate, it is the law of timing. Every dream, every aspiration, every project requires critical decisions. And those decisions must be made at the right time. If you make them too early, it will cost you. If you make them too late, it will cost you. If you are a farmer and you harvest too early, you will realize that the the fruits are not mature and if you keep them for even one year, it will still not ripen. In fact, they will rot before they ripen. Because you harvested prematurely, the fruits are small, the fruits are not ready. Now, if you harvest too late too, the fruits will rot on the tree. Tell somebody timing. Now, for the, for the pilot of the aircraft, there are a few critical decisions he or she must make throughout the flight. And in all of them, timing is key. In my research, I found out that a jetliner takes off between 240 to 280 kilometers per hour. That is the perfect time for the plane to lift off the ground. It doesn't apply to the local airlines. They can go around 55 miles per hour. But in miles, the jetliner takes off at 160 miles per hour. If it takes off too early or tries to take off too early, the plane will not lift. And if it hits 160 and does not take off and continues, you can guess what will happen. It will overshoot the runway, run into buildings, or it will itself implode because that speed is not meant for land. In fact, the components of the aeroplane will come apart if it continues accelerating beyond that point. Which means that there is an optimum point that the expert must lift off the ground. When you get it right... It is beautiful. Similarly, in our own lives, there is the right time to move. There is the right time to do what you want to do. And when you do it, everything is beautiful. When you get a timing wrong, it can be very complicated. But the question is this. How do you get 442,000 kilograms to lift off the ground? Have you thought about it before? Have you seen a plane taking off before? How do you get over 400 tons to lift? The answer is simple. When you walk on the ground, you are kept on the ground by the law of gravity. When you lift off the ground, the law of aerodynamics takes over. Which means a greater law lifts you above the ground hallelujah when the angel came to Mary and said blessed art thou among women you will have a child and that child will be the Messiah she asked the question she said how shall these things be seeing that I don't know or I don't have a man and Luke 134 Oh, in 35, the angel said to her, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. You know what that means? By your own strength, you cannot lift the project off the ground. By your own power, you cannot defy the law of gravity and lift this up. But when a greater law is superimposed on you, what is impossible becomes possible. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And the angel added, that which is born of you shall be called the child of God. Your business shall be called the child of God. 
your project shall be called the child of God because by your own strength you cannot do it but the ability of God the supernatural grace and ability of God will be superimposed upon you and the greater law will activate possibility and when it is born you can't take the credit because this one it is born of God Bible says that which is born of God overcomes the world I came to announce to somebody you are an overcomer your business is an overcomer. Your project is an overcomer. Your dream is an overcomer. Your life is an overcomer. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Tell somebody a greater law. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2. Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. You know what that means? It means that naturally we operate under a particular law that has a limitation. But when the law of the spirit comes, it lifts us above that natural law. May I suggest to somebody that that natural law is the law of gravity that holds the plane of your vision down. But when the law of the spirit comes, it's like the law of aerodynamics. No matter how big your vision, no matter how heavy your dream, 440 tons by the law of the spirit, you will be lifted from the ground and you will fly in the sky. Your dreams will fly in the mighty name of Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free. From the law of sin and death. The natural law places limitations on us. By our own strength, we can do nothing. But when the grace, the ability, the spirit of God comes upon us, the impossible becomes possible and the invisible becomes visible. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Tell somebody timing. Tell somebody timing. Sometimes in our lives, we go around one issue and go around one issue and have a dream. And we say, one day I will start this project. One day I will build this house. One day I will start this investment. One day I will buy this land. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 2 and 3. And the Lord said. And the Lord spoke to me saying. You have gone round this mountain long enough. Turn northwards. You have gone round this issue long enough. You have gone round this plan long enough. You have gone round this idea long enough. You have gone round this proposal long enough. Turn northwards. May the spirit of God bring direction to somebody. May the spirit of God bring strength to somebody. May the spirit of God bring inspiration to somebody. Take that dream. Dust it off every dust and begin to move towards your destination in the name of Jesus. We have gone round this mountain long enough. Turn northwards. Pick up that dream. Pick up that vision and begin to run with it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. What was law number one? Potential. Law number two? Pardon? I can hear you. Alignment. Number three? Some people are chewing granites. Number three? Preparation. Number four? Hmm, This is number four. Number four is interconnectedness. Number five? Momentum. Number six? Timing. Okay, we have two more laws to go. Are you learning something? The law number seven is the law you will love the most. It's the law of destination or the law of the harvest. The good news I have for you is that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hallelujah. Now, every investment, every effort, every, everything you invest in your dream, the good news I have for you is that it will bear fruit. Now, I want you to appreciate the fact that 
the journey from seed time to harvest time has some uncertainty along the line. If you are in an agricultural economy, you realize that sometimes some weevils and some pests and some rodents will try and steal that which rightfully belongs to you. You don't fold up your arms and say, oh, I am finished. You fight. Fight for your dream. Fight for your vision. Hallelujah. When an aircraft lifts and it's flying halfway through the journey, there is turbulence. It will shake. The dream will go through uncertainty. But you keep your eye on the destination. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah 43 verse 1 and 2, it says, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. The presence of the Lord is with you. God knows your name in full. Your surname, your first name, your middle name, and your assignment is in his palm. He knows you. He's called you by name. He's redeemed you and he says, you are mine. That means he has a protective responsibility over your life. Let your faith be strong. Let your hope be strong because God watches over you and he will neither slumber nor sleep. Hallelujah. He says, when you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you go through the water, I will be with you. Be encouraged. God is your refuge and your strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, you will not be shaken. Though the earth be removed and the mountains cast into the middle of the sea, God is your strength. God is your help. And God is your refuge. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God a praise. The struggles we go through are necessary. They build strength in us. The struggles we go through help us appreciate the glory that is at the end. In Romans chapter 8 verse 18, we are reminded of our struggles and our sufferings and our challenges as Christians. And in Romans 8 verse 18 and 19, it says, For I consider... That the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is some glory about to be revealed in your life. And Romans says the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19 says, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, God's word translation of this verse is very interesting. It says, of the same Romans 8, verse 18 and 19, it says, I consider our present sufferings insignificant compared to the glory which will soon be revealed to us. All creation is eagerly waiting for God to reveal who his children are. Do you know what that means? The current version of you is not the full version. The whole of creation has held its breath, waiting for God to manifest the fullness of your life. Do you know, when God unveils the full picture of the glory you will look back at the suffering and say, that was insignificant. Your end is glorious. Your end is glorious. The end of our Christian faith is the glory of the Lord. Our strength, thy grace, our rule, thy word, our end, the glory of the Lord. Tell somebody, my end is glorious. Oh, tell the person, my end is glorious. Tell the person, this one too shall pass. 
whatever challenges, whatever accusations, whatever battles, whatever that is surrounding you, I came to announce you, this one too, it shall pass. Hallelujah. When the glory of God is revealed, your current trouble or your current suffering will be forgotten. Insignificant suffering. Uncomparable glory. Hallelujah. The glory of God will be revealed in your life. There is a glory coming. In John 16, 21, Bible says that when a woman is expecting or when a woman is in labor, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Your challenges will turn to triumph. Turn to somebody, tell the person, I see some glory coming on your life. Tell the person, I see some beauty coming on your life. I see things working together for you. It it, it is a beautiful thing. It is coming together. Everything points to victory. Friend, I announce to you, your glory is coming. Your glory is coming. It shall be big. It shall be powerful. It shall be glorious. Go ahead and give God a praise. The final law of progress is the law of cycles. The law of cycles or the law of continuity. The law of cycles or the law of continuity. Life is a never-ending journey. In the olden days, for those who traveled original Ghana Airways, when the pilot comes to land, the passengers will clap. They will clap because the pilot has done a wonderful job of bringing them in to come and land. And I'm sure that when they clap for the pilot, he or she feels very good. But the good news I have for you is that after all the applause, you go to rest for a while, the plane is loaded again, and life continues. Why is that important? Because in the journey of life, you will experience successes. And sometimes the greatest temptation in life is to celebrate one success for too long. Celebrate one achievement for too long. Get so happy about one thing that you have done that you become complacent and take things for granted and begin to make mistakes. The schedule of life is such that when the plane lands, it must take off again. If you clap for the pilot and he parks the plane, all the achievements are in vain. In the book of Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Genesis 8 verse 22. Bible says that while the earth remains, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, winter and summer, and night and day shall never cease. Friends, every harvest has in itself the seed for the next cultivation. Don't eat your seed. Don't enjoy your seed. As you enjoy the harvest, think about tomorrow. As you finish one project, think about tomorrow. As you receive your profits, think about tomorrow. As you clear one hurdle, think about tomorrow. Don't let the success of today be a barrier to your tomorrow. I want to conclude with Philippians 3 verse 13 and 14, a scripture we all are very familiar with. It says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or achieved, but this one thing, let's all say one thing. One more time, say one thing. For the third time, say one thing. Paul says, this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before or ahead, I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Thank God for yesterday. Thank God for your last contract. Thank God for your last achievement. 
Thank God for your last innovation. Thank God for your last award. Thank God for your last commendation. But Paul says, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, I press. You can't press relaxing like this. Posture matters. When we were children, there was a game called the slide. On the slide, you climb to the top and you sit down and just slide down. When you are sliding, you don't need effort. But nobody slides upwards. You don't slide upwards. It takes effort to climb upwards and to come down. You just fold your arms and you come down. If you want to come down, even if you remain stagnant, the law of gravity will bring you down. If you want to climb up, you need to keep moving. Even when you succeed, keep moving. Even when you break through, keep moving. The moment you stop, you start coming down. Forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to the things that are before, may somebody press. May somebody press. May somebody press. Friends, it's time to press. It's time to push. It's time to make progress. Wherever you find yourself on this journey, align yourself with God's purpose. Begin to move little by little. And as you take off with small beginnings and allow the timing of God to guide you, the momentum of God will come from behind you and push you all the way up to your destination In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,